Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. Once again, for what, the third week now, coming to you from a remote location. Getting things done, and uh, yeah, excited to talk some sports on a Friday. We're recording this Friday evening, probably go up Saturday morning sometime, but uh, getting to the sports topics of the week, obviously no... um, live sporting events unless you're into the Australian Football League, which is like the only sport you can bet on FanDuel right now. Um, But unless you're into that, you're not really watching sports. Final Four was supposed to be this weekend in Atlanta, but uh, it's not. I'm Grant Covey and the co-host Sam Tillman on the phone as usual. Sam, how's your week going? And, uh, you know, we should be gearing up for the Final Four right about now, but we're not. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing that March Madness has been canceled. But you know what? Life moves on. Just been busy with work and the online school we both have to deal with. Yeah, it's definitely an adjustment, and, and we're, we're adjusting as things go. But uh, there is stuff happening on the sports front. Obviously, NFL free agency continues to go on. Um, and some things with the NFL draft that we'll get to later in the show. But something I wanted to point out uh, real quick uh, that it was – Either yesterday or today, Fanatics, which is the company who makes um, officially licensed MLB jerseys, has they halted production on their MLB jerseys to sell um, to the, to uh, fans, and they have began um, have begun making masks for medical workers uh, with the fabric that they would normally make jerseys with and I just thought that was really cool um, you know companies adjusting their ways and, and you know, really helping out in, in a time of, of need and and you know I think everybody's starting to grasp the concept of, of what's actually you know happening in front of our eyes so uh, I just uh, wanted yeah, to point I, go ahead Sam yeah I was just going to say it's, it's good for them because if it wasn't for them switching they they probably have to lay off a bunch of their people temporarily, and it's it's just good that everybody gets to keep their jobs and they just keep making money. Exactly, that's exactly right. Uh, but I just want to point that out before we get into today's episode. You know, you see, you know, different sport organizations doing things uh, during this coronavirus, which has been uh, cool to see. We're talking about the NFL draft today because Roger Goodell, the commissioner, came out. Was that yesterday, Sam? and said that the NFL draft will go on as scheduled. I think it's April 24th and 25th. Um, but they haven't really announced how exactly it will go on. You don't expect it to be you know, a large gathering. Obviously, the players probably won't be attending. But uh, did that surprise you that they are not postponing the draft? Um, I would say yes, considering there's a lot of things that are postponed just recently. They announced the Indy 500 will be moved to August, but I can get why the NFL wants to make a bunch of money. It must move on, and I, I believe I'm reading this memo. They're going to be doing it virtually now, so they're not going to be bringing the players out, which I think is a positive step in the direction. But I think it will be interesting to see how it will all look, take how it all how it all take place on TV, and if it if it can work, and if they will use this format more often right it's definitely an interesting format you know the whole concept of the draft being in a city and they've moved it around the past couple of years 
um, to different cities. It was supposed to be in Vegas. It's actually supposed to be a really cool draft this year. They're going to boat players in on, on a boat, um, and it was going to be kind of a, a cool scene. But, you know, this whole you know concept of doing the draft virtually, and thanks for pointing that out, Sam. I did not uh, read that. But the whole concept of doing that virtually is it's going to be big for TV. Um, you know, how are the, how is NFL Network, uh, I think ESPN has their first uh, night of the draft or the first two nights, but how are they going to, you know, how, what is that TV event going to look like? Because you're probably, you know, if we're still in a similar situation where we are now, where, you know, there's people who are staying on lockdown in your home, um, you're probably not going to have Mel Kiper and Todd McShay and, and all the other analysts and Rich Eisen, I think, host it. You're not going to have them sitting at, at, a, at a desk um, talking about these draft picks. It's probably going to be them from their homes. How, how is that going to work? You know, Are you, are you going to have players on right after they get drafted? I have no idea. But I think it's going to be interesting. And, and it might actually be cool and, and it might be something that the NFL looks into in the future. Uh, just because of the TV aspect of it, I think the TV and broadcast aspect of the draft is going to be very fun to watch, and, and it might be better for the TV viewer because the TV viewer doesn't care to see the crowd there. I mean, they really don't. Um, you just want to see who's drafted. Yeah, and I will say that a lot of people just know who's drafted based on Adam Schefter's tweet because obviously he's an insider and the sources tell them things, so we automatically know. I will say the one thing I will miss about the fans not being there is them doing Roger Goodell every time he steps out on the court. That's always funny to me, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a missing aspect of it. But yeah, I think I think it will be better for the viewer. It's definitely gonna bring higher ratings because not everybody's gonna be at a place; they're gonna be watching on TV. And I, I think it's a good move by the NFL to move it virtually. Yeah, it, it's good for the and it's good for the viewer also that the draft is staying as originally planned. They're not moving it. We have some form of a sporting event to look forward to coming up in a little less than a month. Um, but the you know the GMs um, and John Elway has um, expressed his concern. I guess you could say his you know not liking of this. Uh, for Marjorie Gale. Goodell came out and said, if you bash this, you will, um, you know, get a smack on the butt or something. I, d I don't know what the punishment would all entail, if, you know, if GMs would speak out about this. But he has expressed, you know, that they didn't have, they don't have time to do their due diligence um, and that it's unfair to the general managers. Now, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're not gonna, you're not bringing your your scouts in, uh, you know, you're not bringing your recruits into the building to do interviews. You're doing them over the phone. So, you know, how much of a genuine, you know, interview is it? You don't actually get to see the person. I could see why that's an issue, but uh, honestly, don't see it being that big of a deal um, overall. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Just for a simple, I saw someone on Twitter that was someone was like, "You guys still, with all this due diligence, with all this, without all the crime, you have all of the information. You still miss on the draft picks. There's so many busts out there, even with all the information. So it's not going to affect the league too much because you're, you could still do conference calls over the phone. Maybe you can't make 
face to face. You can't get that handshake that tells you one way or the other. But you still have that information from the pro days, from the colleges that they host, from just conversations you have with the players. Yeah, it uh, it um, it teams know who they're taking. I mean, if you if you've done your your work, you know you know who you're gonna take, and you have enough time to do that. Uh, interesting stat. I actually got this. I was listening to the Dan Patrick show today, and he pointed out it's kind of a stat of the day, if you if you want to call it that. The 1996 draft, okay, um, that was uh, a big draft for a couple of reasons, but the main one is that was the year that Baltimore, the Ravens moved from Cleveland to Baltimore and became the Baltimore Ravens. Now, according to sources from the Ravens. They didn't have time to, because of the move, they didn't have you know enough time to get the interviews done uh, that they wanted to before the draft. Their first two picks were Jonathan Ogin and Ray Lewis. If you know anything about those two players, they're both in the Hall of Fame. So it's kind of funny how that works out. Might be better for the for the some teams, you, you could say. And I think I think with all these statistics out there, there's. There's fans out there that overanalyze plays. There's GMs that overanalyze. So this will just be, this will be a more simplistic draft based on like guts and whatnot. And I kind of like that because that's not going to tell you everything. It's just about who you believe is going to be the best prospect for the best future. And I, I kind of like this move where teams just don't get to overanalyze every little stat. Right. It's not you know, obviously most teams know who they're taking with their first pick and. Um, if you can't do those sit-down interviews, is it going to be a big deal overall? Probably not. Now, I'm not a general manager, so I can't say for sure. But, um, yeah, probably not going to be the worst uh, thing to happen. Uh, kind of want to get into some, some teams here and, and what they will do in the draft, Sam. Um, you have the Bengals at number one. They're taking Joe Burrow. You have Andy Dalton still on the roster. Um do you see a trade coming with Dalton? Can, I mean, what can they get from Dalton? With you know, the Patriots have been thrown out there um, as potential landing spots for him. But honestly, the quarterback carousel, there's no real big openings left when you look at it. Yeah, I, I guess you like a Joe or a, not a Joe Burrow, a Josh Rosen type trade where you get like a decent to middle draft pick for him. Because again, Andy Dalton's not exactly young. You could send him to the Patriots. You could send him to the, I don't even know what other teams really need a quarterback. You could send him to a team to just be a backup. Like, yeah, so I would say like a Josh Rosen type draft day trade you could see for Andy Dalton. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he could go somewhere and be a backup. Um, I don't, I don't know if he's going to go somewhere and be an immediate starter because I think if he goes to New, if they trade him to New England, and New England doesn't trade away Stidham, that could be a potential quarterback battle. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's going to go somewhere and be handed the keys um, and told to go win football games. I think wherever he goes, it's going to be a, a quarterback battle. Now, whether that be with the quarterback that's already there or a draft pick or whatever, I think. Um, He'll have to battle it out for that. The team that interests me the most, and, and this has been talked about a lot, is the Detroit Lions. Um, in Mel Kuyper's, I'm looking at uh, Kuyper's Mock Draft 3.0, uh, 
He has them taking a cornerback, Jeff Okada, from uh, – oh, it doesn't say where he's – oh, from Ohio State. That That's who they have uh, the Detroit Lions taking. I would like to see them take Tua Tagovailoa and trade away Matt Stafford, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I definitely could – I definitely like them moving on from Matt Stafford. It's just a matter of – I mean – I don't know exactly what the Lions' direction are going from. They seem to be going after a lot of expatriates players. They could be a like a possible trade out position because I'm sure the Dolphins would want to get to a. You could have a lot of teams trade into that spot. So I don't know where the Lions are headed. It's definitely interesting to see where they will go. It it will be fun to watch. Um, you know, obviously the Colts traded away pick number thirteen. Um, to the Niners um, in exchange for DeForest Buckner, which I was in favor of the trade uh, when it happened. And really the the other big team in the draft, Tampa Bay, they pick at 14 and has them taking an offensive tackle. Sam, what else do they need to make to, to lift up Tom Brady? I'm not saying he has to be propped up, but what else do they have to, to do in order to make sure – that they have a legitimate chance at a Super Bowl title uh, in Tampa this year? Um, I would say just either get a running back because Ronald Jones is a decent running back option at best. I, I would like them to find another replacement. And then tackle, fortify, and protect Tom Brady. He's getting up there in age. You don't want him taking plenty of hits. I would say just continue to build up that defense. You kind of kind of need that kind of cornerback, this kind of franchise cornerback that can play on the island, that would definitely help because the defense at times seemed to struggle last season with the outside of their edge rushers who were phenomenal. So I would say just get a corner in the draft. Yeah, bolster up that defense really because Brady's going to handle the receivers on offense and I think he'll be okay um, in, in that aspect. Um, that's pretty much all I got for the draft, Sam. You have anything else? Pertaining to the draft, obviously, the Redskins, are they going to take a quarterback? Probably not. I mean, I think they take Chase Young. In my opinion, you take Chase Young, and you you'd have a field out year with Dwayne Haskins. Can he be? Can he get you five or six wins? And I think you go to that, and then you go from there. And, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you get Trevor Lawrence next. I think I think what's going to be interesting about the draft is a lot of answer, or a lot of questions are going to be answered because we've seen a lot of interesting things in free agency from Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, from Nick Foles being traded to the Bears. So I think I think several questions I have like where two is going to go, whether he's going to be a top three pick or top five pick, what the Chargers are going to do as franchise quarterback, whether they're going to pick up Tyrod is going to be answered through the draft. And where Cam Newton probably is going is probably going to be during before or during the draft. So I think that around the draft time is where all our questions are going to be answered. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, who's the worst general manager in the state of Texas, Jerry Jones or Bill O'Brien? Oh, Bill O'Brien. I'll give Jerry Jones credit because he built up that offense. I mean, you have Greg Parker, you got Ezekiel. It's just the defense. That's really worried about. 
with the Titans, you don't know where they're headed. They just trade their superstar wide receiver for a third option running back and a second round pick. So I'm not sure where the Texans are exactly headed. Yeah, I think uh, I think general manager Bill O'Brien might get coach Bill O'Brien fired from his job come mid. I'm gonna say he doesn't make it through next season. Now I could be wrong. They could get a draft pick and be good. I don't know. I mean, I don't think Deshaun Watson can do much without uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, one of those. I mean, he's classified as elite receiver in the league, and quite honestly, uh, Deshaun Watson is not going to be that good to turn mediocre wide receivers into talent. Because what? Who's your wide receiver one now? Is that Will Fuller? Will Fuller. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and he's not really anything special. He's good, but he's not anything special. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Texans handle next season for sure because you're going to drive Deshaun Watson right out of town. Deshaun Watson, I mean, you'll drive him right out of town if you don't put offensive weapons around him. You will. And I think, you know, this is not a good comparison, but Anthony Davis in New Orleans. It, with the Pelicans, um, you know, AD was down there for however many years, and quite honestly, the Pelicans never really tried to get much better, and they would always slide into the playoffs as the eight or seven or eight seed, but other than that, they never helped Anthony Davis out, and it drove him out of town. So I think the Texans, you know, it killed them, but it takes DeAndre Hopkins out of there, and you might drive Deshaun Watson right out of town. Yeah, and I think you summarized it perfectly. You've got Will Fuller, who's been hurt every season, it seems like, with him more. They basically replaced DeAndre with Randall Cobb, which I think wasn't a good move. You couldn't get someone else, whether it was an A.J. Green by chance or any other free agent wide receiver. But then they made they made the trade for Laramie Tunsil to protect Deshaun Watson last year. And so I don't understand the move to trade um, DeAndre because you're just – worsening the offense, which you're trying to make better by getting Laramie Tunsil. So I think I, I'm just confused about what Bill O'Brien's doing. He tried to wait to JV Brown for basically nothing. So I'm not really sure where the Texans are headed next year. And it, it's looking good for us considering the, the Titans have gotten worse. The, or not Titans, the Jaguars have gotten worse with their trades, and now the Texans have gotten worse. Yeah, it, it, the, the AFC South could be uh... – could be quite interesting. Um, it could be quite interesting next year. You're going to have Phillip Rivers, uh, Ryan Tannehill, and Deshaun Watson, and who knows who's going to be quarterbacking in Jacksonville. All right, Sam. Thanks for coming on. Hey, don't forget, uh, we'll do it again next week, right? I think we will. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but, yeah. Yeah, something will come up, right? Mm-hmm. Something sure will happen. Something we'll talk about. Hey. Sam, I just wanted to remind all the listeners that they can follow us on Twitter, straight up Sports Talk on Twitter, at Sports Talk at 6. You're following, right? Yes, I am. How many followers do we have? I think we're up to like 30, 32, something like that. Give us a follow. You know, we're trying to tweet as much as we can, but with sports kind of laying low right now, there's not much to tweet about. So follow us there, though. That's where we post all of our podcasts. And uh, that's how you can access it there. We're also on Apple Podcasts. Just search straight up Sports Talk. And uh, you can find us there on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Anywhere else you get your podcasts, we are there. All right, Sam, thanks for uh, 
coming on again, co-hosting, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, that's been Sam Philman. I'm Grant Kofi. I guess he didn't want to say goodbye, but uh, that's okay. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll come back next week, and uh, stay safe out there. This has been Straight Up Sports Talk.